Good afternoon, Los Angeles and all of Southern California. I'm Farley Malaris, and you're listening to Astrological Metaphysical Radio, the phenomenon of the 80s, on KFOX 93.5 FM, your talk alternative. The Astrology Hour can be heard weekdays from 12 noon to 1 o'clock. Good afternoon, all of Southern California. Yeah, it's Friday. <laughs> Yo, the best day of the week for me, right? Aren't you just excited when it's Friday? Except for those of you that have to work this weekend. Boo, I'm going boating is what I'm doing. Hey, what the hell, you know, like, come on, give us a break. Okay, now we're going to do a show on solar returns today. And uh, that means we're going to talk about the cosmic effect that occurs during the return of the sun to your birth point. But first, one of my astrology apprentices and students, Alexis Spots, was nice enough to send me a copy of what is called an astrologer's creed. And for those of you that are recording this show, I think this is an invaluable piece to have in your files. So prior to today's topic, I would like to read this to you. And I believe that this creed is very powerful, it's very positive, and it's really the way it is. Okay, an astrologer's creed. I sincerely believe that astrology is a true and divine science and art, and as such, its abuse or misuse would be sacrilegious, that I must continually strive to be worthy of further enlightenment by the source of all knowledge, that I may truly serve him and my fellow man, that I will not attempt to guide or advise anyone where my knowledge of astrology shows me it is not for me to do so as when my own horoscope indicates serious afflictions to another's chart, that I shall have a sympathetic understanding of the weaknesses of humanity, never ridiculing, condemning, or becoming accessory before the fact of wrongdoing. I shall endeavor to lift up, encourage, and help as follows. Where there is ignorance, I will endeavor to enlighten. Where there is fear, I will encourage confidence and faith. Where there is hate, I will console love. Where there is error, I will encourage truth. Where there are unstable emotions and hysteria, I will attempt to calm and encourage deliberation. Where there is sin, I will encourage virtue. Where there is greed, I will encourage selflessness. That if I am not to be a hypocrite, I must live this science to the best of my ability, as well as preach it, for it is by their works that ye shall know them. That I shall teach that which I have found to be true to all desiring to learn who are worthy of being taught. That knowledge in itself is useless unless applied, that if misapplied, it can be destructive, it must be properly applied. That properly applied knowledge is wisdom, and that wisdom can free one from so-called fate. Okay, now let's take a look at this topic here on the solar return. And the question is, do you know what a solar return is, number one? Well, in astrology, we have all kinds of returns. We have lunar returns, we have Mars returns. We have Saturn returns, Jupiter returns, and solar returns. When you're born, you have your chart and all your planets fixed on that chart. And during the course of your life, you will have an incident where the planets will return to where they were when you were born. And actually what will go on there is that the planets will sort of set off a circuit in your chart and create a certain energy vibration that you were kind of destined to experience which I believe this destiny factor was set up before birth. I'll give you an idea. I think the soul of a human being is so evolved and so powerful and so incredible that it can actually not only set up the astrological chart 
that it's about to experience for this life cycle, but it also is totally aware of each one of the birthday sun returns that will occur during the entire life cycle. So astrologically speaking, the energies that we analyze are the birth chart or the natal chart for the whole lifetime, and each and every birthday chart as kind of like the tail of the comet. I want to make that clear. The natal chart is like the comet, and all the following birthday charts are like the comet's tail. Now, the birth chart, the natal chart, when you're born and come out of the womb and take your first breath, this is specifically the vehicle that you will live with for your whole lifetime. You see, the sun is your soul point. The sun actually gives us the identity or the location, the qualification factor as far as the soul's creative endeavors during its third dimensional experiences. So I am an 18 degree and 52 minute Leo sun. That is my creative soul point. If you wanted to know how far my soul has come and what it has done in my life cycle, then you would have to understand the epitomization of the 18th degree of Leo, which just so happens to be a desire to learn detachment and attempt to not become too involved in nature's and the world's inconsistencies and a need to change things for self's comfort and the world's comfort. That's like what my 18th degree of Leo means. Now, every year, the sun will come back and reach that 1852 Leo again. And what I believe, what I have learned to be true, is that that part of the universe, from the Earth's point of view, is literally the part of the universe where my soul entered this dimension. So that part of the universe is like a window of my soul to the God force, or the God center. I want to make that clear. So every year, the Earth goes around the sun, right? And the sun comes back lined up to 1852 Leo. That window is opened again. And for only a minute or less, right when the sun gets to 1852 Leo, it only lasts for about 10 or 12 minutes, actually. But during that period, a supplemental vibration comes through that window, and we are injected with it. I want to make that clear. In other words, when you're born, you receive the injection of all the planets at birth into your cells, and this natal vibration stays with you your whole life cycle. When you're one year old, the sun comes back to that point it was when you were born, but the planets have all moved. So you receive another injection, and this injection helps us understand a specific vibrational effect that has a life of only one year. So that is why people change on their birthdays. That is why people grow. That is why the birthday traditionally has received so much importance. Because historically, because astrology is the oldest science on this planet, the sun return, the solar return, or what is now traditionally recognized as the birthday, or the birth point, was traditionally held as a magical time when our soul would be recharged with a further vibration that would last for an entire year. So this is like legendary. As far as understanding the solar return and the birthday effect, people literally change after they go through this solar return vibration. You might be born on August 11th like me, but it doesn't mean you're going to have your sun return, your solar return, every year on August 11th. I want to make that clear. Because the sun doesn't return to 18 degrees, 52 minutes Leo every year August 11th. Sometimes it's at night August 10th. Sometimes it might be in the morning August 12th. So your solar return isn't always the same as your birthday. And I want to make that clear because some of you may send for your solar returns and get a return that doesn't have your birthday. The way you want to check a solar return to make sure it's accurate is you want to check the sun sign and make sure the exact degree and minute that exists on your natal chart is the same degree of sun that's on the solar return. Like my 18 degrees, 52 minutes Leo on my natal chart, it would be 1852 Leo on all my solar returns for the rest of my life. 
Now, the interesting part of a solar return, which is fun, is you interpret astrology for the solar return just like you do for the natal chart, but this only has a one-year life. In other words, when you have your birthday, you have a solar vibration that affects you, and it's good for one year, and then it dies. So when we do freeze the sun at 1852, Leo, for my birthday, let's say that that would be, for example, during a Virgo rising this year. At 1948, the sun was at 1852, Leo, when I was Libra rising. So my natal rising is Libra, but my solar return rising this year might be Virgo. So my natal personality would be that Libra rising that would last my whole life, and a supplemental change to my personality for this birthday year would be Virgo. You understand? You interpret the solar return chart for a one-year period. So let's make this straight. You can find out about your personality karma the first house energies from the rising sign. You can find out your money factors for the year by analyzing the second house in Venus. You can find out about women and the female effect from Venus. See, you can understand men and your battery are your health state for the year by looking at Mars. See what I mean? So you can really zero in on specifics, and a lot of people have been blown away by the power that is endowed upon understanding the complexity of the solar return vibration. Here, let me give you an example. Let's look at my solar return for this year. I'm going to be 40 coming up around August 11th when the sun, actually August 10th, the sun will be 18 Leo, so that's when my solar return will occur. And I will have a Leo moon. I was born with a Scorpio moon, but for this solar return, August 10th, 1988, I'll have a Leo moon. So emotionally, this year coming up, after my birthday, I'll be injected with more of a Leo 9 emotions. See, whereas I was born with a Scorpio emotion, which can be very, very difficult to deal with, I'm going to be a lot more expressive, a lot more enthusiastic, probably a lot more happier, be able to assume more responsibility, all because of that Leo moon in my solar return, and that will last for one year. Also on August 10th, I'll have Mercury in Leo. Well, that's the same Mercury I had at birth, so I'll be thinking pretty much the same way. I'll have Venus in Cancer, and I did have Venus in Cancer at birth, which would make this a very karmic year. Interesting part of this year's solar return is my Venus in Cancer will be trying my Pluto in Scorpio. And Venus trying Pluto can mean more money and better relationships with women. So I would expect that to increase after my birthday. I'll also have Mars in Aries on my birthday this year. So my life force and my battery will be more Aries, which will give me a lot more personal energy, maybe a burnout energy, because that Mars in Aries will be a p- opposition Neptune in Capricorn So I must learn to rest this year coming up. Looks like I'm showing lots of activities with career. Neptune and Capricorn oppose Mars and Aries means fire and fall back. Work hard and rest so you don't make yourself sick and set yourself off. See, I was born with Mars and Libra, so I lack that energy as it is with Mars and detriment and Libra. My solar return has Mars and Aries, which will give me a lot more personal energy for this upcoming year. Then Jupiter will have gone into Gemini by my birthday, and it will be sextal Mars, which is real good and semi-sextal Venus, which is also good, and pretty much out of aspect for anything else. So it looks like a real thinking year for me, and just about everybody born, because see, everybody born this next year coming up is going to have pretty much the same Jupiter, Saturn, Uranus, Neptune, and Pluto, right? Because we're all affected by the generational planets. So this solar return business is damned interesting, if you think about it, because your soul doesn't change. Your soul and your whole life remains the same degree it was at your birth. But some of the other planets do change, and they help us figure out the karma and the pattern cycle for the upcoming year. Meanwhile, I'm Farley Malaris. You're listening to the Astrology Hour weekdays at 12 noon on KFOX. And, of course, we're here every day 
for your enjoyment. Buster, are you there? Yeah. If you move a little closer to the microphone, we can hear you. You're 12? 11. 11 years old? And you're Monica's brother? Yeah. You're the original Jimmy DeBaca. What's your sign, do you know? When's your birthday? Uh, September 14th. You're Virgo. Uh-huh. So that means you're, you're a hard-working guy. And you, I guess. And you love computers. Has this topic made any sense to you at all? No. <laughs> so you're just having fun, right? Uh-huh. I brought Monica's brother down to the station today. And is it weird to hear yourself in the microphone? Yeah. There's thousands of people listening to you. Are you nervous? No. We have kids listening, though. Do you listen sometimes, don't you? Yes. Okay. So sit back and try to digest this topic, okay? <laughs> all right. We're talking about solar returns today or the magical effect that occurs during your birthday that lasts for one year. I love the solar return, and most of our advanced uh, psychologists and astrologers swear by them because we're talking details in figuring out karma and effects from year to year, from birthday to birthday. Like if you really want to know about your money and your finances and your romances and your career, then you've got to be good enough to look at a solar return. Looking at a solar return is like surgery in astrology. Because, you know, when you talk about solar return effects, you find out a heck of a lot of the details. You can, of course, always understand what's going on with your life by always looking at a natal chart. I do love the natal chart, and it is very powerful. It's just for advanced students, understanding the effect at birthday is incredible. And I'll tell you something. When you get your solar return, if it's before your birthday, and you actually find out the exact time, like 11.55 p.m., and you go outside in the moonlight or in the starlight or whatever, and you wait for that 12-minute period where the solar return vibration hits, you actually do feel different many times. And you do change your values oftentimes and your directions and your friends and your goals and your career and your relationships right after your birthday. You know, what was funny with me is when I had problems with my marriage, it was right after my ex-wife, Rennie, had her solar return July 14th, and then I had mine August 11th. And we found the two people we had become after our birthdays were not near as compatible as the two people that got married two years prior, and that led to an immediate separation and eventual divorce. That's why a lot of things change right during and after your birthday, and that's why understanding the power or the effect that occurs is so important. You know, this week has been important because we've presented such hot shows to you. I guess I'm on a roll as far as presenting powerful topics, the Neptunian Factor Monday, the Saturn Return Tuesday, Karma in the natal chart on Wednesday, midlife crisis on Thursday, and the solar return today. We're going to do the Mars return or the Mars birthday on Monday and the lunar birthday, probably Tuesday, something around that, and keeping astrology simple next week. But I may be getting ready to go on a vacation. And a lot of times before I go, I like to do some really heavy topics because usually during the summer I do take a week or two off and I haven't had a rest for about six or seven months. And considering my Mars opposed Neptune coming up August 10th, wow, who knows what that means. But other things that are interesting is that obviously most everybody has the same Saturn in their solar return for the whole year. So a lot of us experience similar karma from Saturn, from Uranus, from Neptune, and from the Pluto locations as far as zeroing in on world karma and such. But I do find that especially with lots of psychologists, when they try to figure out timing and why people go through personality and emotional changes, when they look at that rising sign in the solar return and that moon sign, which most often are the ones that change the most in the solar return, we do really discover a lot about life cycles and life patterns. And let's say you're having a Saturn return, and you're turning 28, 29, or 30, or you're having your midlife crisis transit, 
you're turning 38, 39, 40, 41, or 42, and you get a solar return on top of that to help you understand the specifics of this particular year and this vehicle you've absorbed. You can actually discover what type of new person you have the potential to be or what type of new jerk you have the potential to be because we also mention some of the negative indulgences and and, uh, selfish behavior that can manifest in that solar return. So, like I say, it is always important to have your sun sign memorized by degree and minute. So my sun sign is 18 degrees, 52 minutes Leo. And if I ever meet another woman or man who has an 18 degree, 52 minute Leo, that's where you get the uncanny, eerie similarity, especially from the soul stuff we're talking about, as far as that person reaching the exact same creative level in that sign that you have reached. And this is rare. This is about a million to one for you to meet someone. If you figure out actually what the odds are, there's 12 signs and there's 30 degrees in each sign. That's 360 degrees times 60 minutes for each degree. Then you end up with, I think it's like 20,000 possibilities of degree and minute in the zodiac. And of course, the chance of you meeting someone that has your exact same degree and minute are a lot higher than that 20,000 to one. They're like millions to one. So if you ever meet someone that's close to your sun sign, I mean, like if you meet someone that has a planet in their chart that's close to the same degree and minute as a planet in your chart, that is also an eerie karmic connection, a very closeness. That's where astrology is really validated when you meet people like Monica. You know, she has, I think, her sun, her Mercury, her Venus, and her Mars all locked at 29 Gemini on my Uranus, and some of that stuff is only a few minutes off. So there's a part of Monica and I that is just connected. Mentally, when it comes to astrology, we just connect. There's like an understanding there where, thank God, we really never have any arguments. We just get along. There's a cooperation there that's kind of uncanny because we share that same degree in a minute. Even though there's 19 years difference in our age, she being 20, I'm 39, when I first met her at the Spectrum Bookstore and found that planetary connection, I looked at her and I said, you're so young. What the heck is the karma going on here? Little did I know that one day she'd be our mail order producer running the show on that end and doing a great job at it. So many times you do find that when people have your same sun sign, or like my Uranus falling on her sun sign exactly, 29 Gemini, that there is an incredible connection there where you understand you can have more flow and get along a lot better, have more understanding with people. So, you know, so get this solar return down. You know, understand that you do go through an interesting change every year at your birthday, that the natal effect never leaves you, that your body is charged by the energy at birth, overwhelmingly so, And then every birthday, there's a supplemental effect that affects all the cells in your body and in your brain and in your aura, in your cosmic aura. Your chakras are also charged every year during the birth point, the sun return. And this supplemental effect helps us zero in on the specific karmic effects for the year. So a lot of times when people come in for personal consultations, if they're advanced, they'll bring their solar returns and they'll say, Farley, exactly what is happening this year from the solar return? And I'll be able to zero in on that. So this is actually a good show to have information in case it may be confusing for you to help you clear up what I'm talking about when I talk about this matter. When the Earth comes back in its position, see, it's the Earth that goes around the Sun. I want to make that clear. The Earth goes around the Sun, and it lines up the Sun in its window exactly where it was at birth for you. And that magic moment releases a light vibration from the Sun, from the universe, to the Earth and into your body, which charges you for the year and gives you a supplemental vibration that help you focus more and understand your money, your career, your health, your friends, your family, your goals. And like I say, we get real intricate when we analyze the solar return effect. And I think solar returns to me are much more important than progressions, but they're not more important than transits. 
I think astrology, in my opinion, as far as priority is concerned, is understanding and mastering the natal chart, understanding and mastering the transits affecting the natal chart, and then I would say compatibility is next, and then finally solar returns. And then the other returns would fit in there, the Saturn returns, the Jupiter returns, the lunar returns, the Mars returns, and then way back somewhere in the closet would be your progressions if you're smart enough or evolved enough to handle that, which sometimes scares me. (laughs) Okay, so there's another heavy topic for you. Wow, what a week. Last night I had a dream with all my crystals. Jimmy, you'd love this. I was driving a Cadillac with my manager of my apartment building, and we were going down the highway, and the next thing we knew... We were flying over the San Francisco Bay Area. Can you believe? Here I am in a Cadillac driving in the highway and clear as a bell, just like a Walt Disney movie. I said, Jimmy, this is nothing to worry about because I think this is a dream, but we are in San Francisco. It's a beautiful day. We could see the Bay Bridge and we're like 10, 15 feet over the water. And I thought, oh my God, if we go in the water, we're history, we're dead. But for some reason, it was no problem. You know, I had power. I was able to keep the car and I drove it to the coast, and we got on the road again. Then I woke up and went, woo, that was great. Do you have crystals, Jimmy? Yeah. Do you have heavy dreams, too, sometimes? Sometimes. Sometimes, okay. So those crystals do work. Okay, let's go to the phones with that. We've got Buster DeBaca in the control room, a 12-year-old son of, I mean, yeah. bro, brother, what'd you say? I'm 11. 11, okay, 11-year-old brother of Monica, son of my, real guy. Okay, Lisa, how are you? I'm fine. You're Virgo Cancer Rising. Yes. And your first time call, right? Right. Oh, very good. I hope that topic made sense to you. It's a little advanced. Yeah. But some of our people needed to hear that. So what's your question today? I would like to know about my career and relationships. Do you have problems in those areas? Yes. What is your love problem? (laughs) Come on, kid. Let's get it out in the open. I seem to be in a rut. Nothing seems to be working out the last year. It's been very strange. Do you turn people off? No. No, that's not it. Are you scared? Frightened? Um... Maybe. Okay. Maybe. I don't know what it is. Are you like AIDS paranoia? No. Do men come on strong to you? Yes. Okay, does that bother you? No. Okay, it but it, it, it's what? It depends on the man. You mean some guys you like when they come on strong? Mm, not if they're really aggressive and pushy. I don't okay. like that. Well, you're shown meeting the man of your dreams immediately. You might want to take a look at the people you've met this week. I did meet someone new. Okay, well, this is very important. And both your finances and your relationships appear to be peaking right now. So this weekend, tonight and tomorrow, could be a major turning point for you. Good luck, okay? Okay. Bye. Bye. Let's go to Chris, a cancer Pisces rising first-time caller. Hi, Chris. Hi. I love it. You've taught me so much. How'd you find out about the show? Oh, I've been listening for about a year. But you were born less than a month before me, and you were born three days after my ex-wife. So I know your chart. Uh-huh. <laughs> You've probably been going through some strange vibes lately here, too. Real strange. Are you okay? <laughs> <laughs> I think so. Really? Okay. What's your question? Um, I guess I'd just like a general scan. Well? Well, maybe one question. I just got exposed to some chemicals, and I was wondering yeah. how I could find that. <laughs> really? I was going to say something real weird just happened. Yes. You're worried about your health now. Yeah. What kind of chemicals? Um, it was an insecticide that gave me, um, I've been off of work a week because of the reaction. Mm-hmm. Wow. Gosh, you should probably get a major detox if possible on that. I probably would. Uh-huh. But you're having so many bizarre transits right now. <laughs> Not only are you having the midlife crisis, which we did yesterday. I heard it. And you're having a Saturn square your Mars and Uranus square your Mars. So you have like this chart on fire Mm -hmm. where trying to do things or make things work now could be hard. A lot of times when the chart's on fire like that, you're being asked to spend more time with Chris 
spiritual sabbaticals, vacation, needed rest, time to reduce some of the responsibilities and schedule. Sometimes you may push too hard, then all these little quirks will crop up that will kind of create walls and create you from being as productive and efficient as you'd like to be. Uh-huh. Does that make sense? A lot. Okay. Thank you, CJ. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Herb is a Leo. I am born 1956. Yo, Herb. Hi. How are you today, Farley? I'm a Leo. Oh, yes. I know. Do you know, Leo people, in my opinion, are like lions in human bodies. <laughs> That's what I feel like. I really do. Well, this is true. I'm a vegetarian lion. <laughs> I'm one of the nice ones, you know. Oh, I'm still sticking to meat and potatoes. All right, then you're an African lion, full-grown, right? Yes, indeed. What can we do for you? Well, um... So you've been freaking out this week? Oh. <laughs> you, oh may have, you, you may have a minor problem with females right now. Oh. <laughs> Are you married or got a girlfriend? Only minor, no. No, okay. Well, there's just so many areas in your life that are filled with change. It's unbelievable. <laughs> it really is. Oh, goodness. You might feel like exploding, actually. Yeah. You know why? Why? You have Saturn in Scorpio and Pluto in Leo, and they're square each other. Oh, God. And Jupiter's in Taurus setting off a T-square, which is like a nuclear explosion transit. It's uh, You're being asked to do a total rebirth, 100% strip down and build up. It's all happening this month. I don't know what you're doing in your life that's bad or negative, but you're being asked to do a total turnaround or nearly feel like exploding, I'll tell you. It's a combustible transit. A lot of it's frightening because it's lonely and it could be uh, frustrated emotionally and it could be uh, a lot of resistance from other people, authority arguments, controversies, maybe scandals. And, uh, you know, with Jupiter and Taurus, you are a Leo and you like to feel strong, but you might feel vulnerable right now. And frankly, you might need some crying time here too. Does that make sense? Yeah. <laughs> As a Leo, I have to admit that I cried once every day for six months, and it was the finest orgasm I ever had. <laughs> Without question, I totally recovered from that one. Well, I hope that helps, guys. Try to play it low-key and mellow, and, and remember my mantra, life's too short to take personal, and focus on the light of God and nothing more at this point, so you don't burn out, okay? Okay, well, Father, thank you so much. Good luck, guy. Okay, thank you. Bye. Yeah, heavy transits today in the natal charts. Okay, let's go to Marisa now, who is a Virgo, and hi, Marissa. Hi, um, I'm calling for Marissa. She had to go back to her office. Boo-hoo. This is Monica. Um, she wants to know what a career and uh, spiritual awakening is. <laughs> well, let's take a look here. I would say she's having a career and a spiritual awakening right now. Her chart is lit up very strongly now for her to let go of a lot of garbage. She may be famous or infamous for holding on to things that are wrong for her, and people that are wrong for her right now in her life that she should actually process, and that will serve to create spiritual growth. She's shown one of the best charts for spiritual growth I've ever seen, and she's shown a windfall of income all this month and next month, okay? Thanks a lot, Farley. Bye, Monica. Bye-bye. Let's go over here to line four and talk to David A. Capricorn. Hi, Dave. Hi, how you doing? Real good. This is probably all new to you. First time call, huh? Yeah, been listening all week. A friend suggested it. Heavy topics this week, huh? Yeah, but a lot of it's made sense. Good, I'm glad. Basically, I need to know about career. Okay. You should be the director of a corporation, are you? No. Okay, do you feel like a leader? Not really. You don't. You have Venus in Aquarius and Mars in Scorpio, which are fixed signs. They are signs that are like sometimes stubborn, so sometimes would be better as authority figures than workers. That's been the case. Okay, so you usually have trouble sometimes with people that give you orders 
because you know they're making mistakes and you don't like what they're doing sometimes. Right. So part of this call, my advice would be for you to consider some of this legacy in your natal chart that would alert you to the fact that you are a leader and a business person that may make more money for other people than for yourself. And one day you can take advantage of this. And also, you are a very sensitive guy and very vulnerable. You have a moon in Cancer, Capricorn Sun, which is one of the most sensitive Capricorn types. And you're also a workaholic with Jupiter in Virgo. As long as you like what you're doing, you'll do a great job. You can usually use a vacation because you probably don't take as many as you need. Okay? Okay. Thanks, Dave. Thanks a lot. Bye. Bye. Are you sneezing, laughing, coughing, or just having a good time, Jimmy? <laughs> You're choking on the New York Seltzer, I know. Okay. Let's go to Bobby. Yeah, Bobby is a Gemini Sag rising. Bobby. Hey, how you doing, Dr. Farley? So you only tune in once a year when you do your call, right? Uh, Farley, surprisingly, I tune in sometimes from work at lunchtime, unable to call. <laughs> Oh, okay. I'm still a fan. I'm still a member. I've got to write. I've got to send some orders in. Okay. Which I'm doing because of, um, well, various reasons. I promised to do it before, but I'm going to actually do it now. I have the money, so it's no problem. All right, BW. I fell at work about two weeks ago, and before, I'd like to know if you can just give me. What ha- did you hurt something? Yeah, I did something to the knee area. One, two doctors said I pulled the ligaments, and another doctor said I didn't, and then. I don't know what's going on, but I'm still having pain in both knees. Mm-hmm. So I don't know where I am on the map here. A lot of times knee injuries metaphysically tell us to slow down and we're going too fast. You know, that's, you know you're a doctor. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm not a doctor, but seriously, knee injuries specifically mean you're trying to do too much. Right. What I'm saying is, and I said you're a doctor, you're really on it. That's okay. the truth. If I had a knee injury, I'd probably take a cruise or probably leave the city for at least the healing period. A friend of mine had a knee injury, and she still worked, still kept up her schedules, and it took a double the time to heal it. And a lot of times the knees are the part of the body metaphysically that really tell us that it's time to stop. Okay. Because knees are important. Right. And if you don't have good knees, you can't walk. If you can't walk, you can't do half the stuff you need to do, or even one-fourth the stuff you need. A lot of this has to do with stress, with you holding in too much, with you not being able to express your emotions and some of the sadness and anxiety in your life that needs to be expelled through tears, maybe a wave or a tidal wave of tears. And uh, because Jupiter and Scorpio holds a lot in, as you know, it's a pressure cooker. Right. Okay. And if it comes out in anger and not in free-flowing emotion, then that's where you can shatter part of your aura and create imbalances that can result in knee injuries. Uh Were you upset that day? I was. Okay, well, then you got it. That's what happened, okay? Thank you, Farley. You take care. Thank you very much. God bless you. Same to you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Carol is a cancer, right? Yes. Sag rising. I told my mind blanked out. My higher mind said, I'm going to lunch. No. Uh-oh. Okay. I love your topic, and I'm having a solar return because tomorrow's my birthday. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah, let's take a look at this. Wow, you actually have a Scorpio moon. Woo! Really? It'll be a passionate year for you, Carol. What kind of moon were you born with? A Sag moon. You'll notice an increase in sex drive almost immediate. Oh, good. Or at least sexual fantasies. <laughs> but you will have a moon opposed Jupiter, so very, very powerful year for you as far as rebirth is concerned. Moon trying Mars, so we're talking men. Are, you're not gay, are you? No. Okay, so your relationships will improve. We're talking very passionate, erotic men, so be ready for that. And with Mars and Pisces and a Scorpio moon and Sun and Cancer, very spiritual and intuitive year for you, too. Okay, great. Have a career. Well, that's one of the areas I'm concerned with, because with Venus square Mars, you may be shown a lot more expenses this year, kind of like a spending spree. Mm. So you have to be careful with your expenditures. And also, 
be careful with career matters. Don't do anything impulsive. Try to hang on to stability in that area, okay? Yeah, you bet. Okay. Thanks a lot. Bye-bye. Monday, we'll return with the no-forecast edition of Astrological Metaphysical Radio. Did you have a good time, Buster? Yes. You want to be on the radio now as a career? Yeah. Remember I asked you what you wanted to do with your life, and you said, I don't know. Now you want to be a DJ, right? Yeah. Like Uncle Farley. Okay. We're going to go play some Nintendo baseball now. (laughs) And don't forget the Astrology Hour returns weekdays at 12 noon to 1 o'clock on KFOX 93.5 FM, your talk alternative. Okay? So I don't care what you do with the rest of your life, but be here from 12 noon to 1 o'clock weekdays on KFOX. Okay? Have a nice day. Two hours on Tuesday, don't forget. We'll see you real soon. Weekdays on KFOX at 12 noon. Bye, everybody. We're going to the beach. KFOX.